Hey, I'm Leslie. And I'm Mackenzie. And you're listening to For Such a Time Podcast. We are friends and followers of Jesus, seeking to empower and equip women in their God-given callings. Our desire is to see you step out in faith and step into where God has placed you for such a time as this. Hello, hello, friends. Hey, y'all. Oh, we're so glad to be back with you. We're warmed up now. We are warmed <laughs> up. We recorded the first episode, kind of got the jitters out. Yeah. I feel like you could feel it in the first couple minutes. <laughs> Thanks asked, for hanging in with us. Yeah. I asked Mackenzie when we were done, I was like, was your heart pounding the first Were you time? out of breath? Yeah. <laughs> I totally <laughs> felt that way. So we are so excited you guys are back. Yeah. Share with them what we're going to be talking about today. So we did a poll on Instagram and asked you if you wanted our one of our first episodes to be about body image or devotion time. Mm -hmm. And it was pretty much all devotion. There was a few body image, which we will be talking about. Yeah. Very important subject. But so today we're going to be talking about devotions. Mm -hmm. Um, Right before this, though, I was like, what are we going to title this podcast? Yes. And she was like, I guess Devotion 101. And then I said, what about when quiet time is not so quiet. Yeah, she was very creative in the title of this episode. Um, yeah, so I loved I loved that. Um, and I was just thinking kind of about when we were writing down some thoughts and just talking points for this episode. Um, having that intimacy with Jesus in every season mm-hmm. um, filled with grace, but really in my mind it was seasoned with grace. Yeah. You know, in every season of just young kids, no kids, little kids, you know, married, unmarried, whatever mm-hmm. it is, what that's looked like for us. Um, I think one thing that I had thought about is what has, you know, your devotion, my devotion looked like, our, you know, our devotion times looked like in, in different seasons. Mm-hmm. So... um I would love to hear from you because you've taught me a lot about devotion time just in, you know, the, the time that we've known each other. I've learned a lot about what that looks like Mm -hmm. and having grace for myself in every season. So kind of take us back to, you know, little teenager. Yeah. Little, (laughs) little teenager McKenzie. Yeah. And, uh, and what that looks like for you. Yeah. So I'm not going to go too deep into my childhood and all of that, but I was raised in a pastor's home. And so devotions and scripture was definitely a huge part of our everyday life. And, but I would say that when I really became interested and more faithful with my own devotion time was probably about maybe 14 years old when I really felt like I encountered the Lord and I really, really hungered and thirsted for the word. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would literally spend, you know, at 14 years old, I was homeschooled. And, you know, what else is there to do? And so I would spend hours um, on my face before the Lord oh. and reading lots of scripture. I did a lot of journaling. I remember my dad buying me my first bright orange and pink journal that I still have. 
and just writing, you know, all all the 14-year-old woes and, you know, things that I would write in there. But the Lord really met me. And I look at those times with so much fondness of just the Lord really, like, really transformed my life in those seasons. And then, you know, there was teenager 16, 17, where there was some rebelling and things where I didn't really hunger for the word as much. Um, well, on the four, take me back to the 14 year old real yeah. quick, because the thought that came into my head was, was that obviously you're, you know, you're a PK, you're yeah. a pastor's kid. And, you know, was that just, oh, I'm supposed to do this? Mm-hmm. Or was it really like, okay, I've seen this modeled and now I want to do it? Mm-hmm. Or was it more, you know, I should do this or I see my parents doing this and this mm-hmm. is how to be Christian. So kind of, I think, you know, maybe speak a little bit to that. Yeah, I think at 14 is when I really decided for myself. Love that. It was always a part of the culture of our home. I always saw my parents, especially my dad as a pastor, mm-hmm. always, always in the word, day in and day out, moment by moment. Um, that was just how our home was. And so I was very familiar with scripture, but when it really, when I made the true decision, I feel like to read the word for myself, to really cry out to the Lord for myself. Mm-hmm. I remember that being right around 14 years old where yeah. it became really, really real to me. And I feel like those were the first times when I heard the Lord speak to me directly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, I think that was, it obviously helped being that being the culture of our home, but me making that decision for myself and really hearing from the Lord and letting him hear from me yeah. was around 14. Yeah. Which is crazy to me because that's like, seventh or eighth grade yeah you know and in a non uh harmful way comparing my 14 year old years yeah to that is yeah. a stark difference but <laughs> I love that so we get, we went from this is my faith I'm owning it as my own mm-hmm. to 16 little bit of yeah. rebellious years oh, though yeah, I can never dating. imagine you oh, being gosh. rebellious just ask my parents <laughs> you know it was like boy crazy Kinsey yeah. you know years that yeah. kind of thing where and just friends, you know, getting maybe with the wrong friends or just whatever. And just mm-hmm. not really having that hunger. Yeah. It was more wavering at those in those seasons. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then meeting Carlos and just getting married. And there's just been so many different seasons. But I feel like for me, you know, people, you hear pastors and people in the Christian culture say things like, you know, that go back to that first love fire or that first, when Mm -hmm. you first encountered Jesus. And I feel like for a long time, I mourned the 14 year old years. Yeah. I'm compared. Yeah. I wanted to go back to that. Oh Lord, I just want those hours and hours and hours with you. And I, I kind of felt stuck (laughs) for a while of just wanting what was and not allowing him to transform my present devotion with him. And so I had to get over that. You know, I had to get over the fact that I can't lay on my bedroom floor and cry out to him for three hours right now, you know, yeah. I have a full-time job and I'm married and, you know, et cetera. And then fast forward to now, I have three boys. I'm nursing an eight-month-old at <laughs> night. And so I would just say that the Lord has been so faithful to meet me. It's never been perfect on my part, obviously. Um, there's been wavering. There's been days where it's really hard. And, you know, there's been days where it's just been a very quick, Lord, I need you. 
kind of thing. Yeah. And then there's been really beautiful moments of getting up really early before my kids and having that really solid hour or two. But no matter what, he's been so faithful to yeah. meet me. And, you know, in our previous episode, I said my life first was yeah, I just John thought near, of that. Draw near to God yes. and he will draw near to you. Yes. And that's just carried me through the years. Yeah. So, yeah, it seems like it's given you the ability to really, like we said in the beginning, season yes. those seasons with grace. Yes. You know, to not feel like, failure in those things yes. yeah your life first literally came to my mind as you said that yeah I love that so let's hear about little Leslie <laughs> <laughs> um you know I I'm raised in a Christian home raised with parents that love Jesus um my mom especially modeled quiet time with the mm-hmm. Lord very well yeah. um and what that looks like and always encouraged me to have that quiet time too but um, a lot of my upbringing in Christianity, um, there was a big portion of it that was missing. And that was not to the fault of my parents or anything like that. It was just more, um, it wasn't the type of church that we were attending. And a, that missing piece was Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And I think that would have, because you were raised, um, you know, AG, right? Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. You had a knowledge, yeah, you had a knowledge of, you know, and I know you'll share more about this, but you had a knowledge of speaking in tongues and and hearing from the Lord and realizing he wants to speak to you. And so when I go back, I don't necessarily have like at 14, I did this. I, you know, I always knew I needed to have a quiet time, but I thought it was more just because um, being a believer, you needed to know God's word or so that you can evangelize. Yeah. And more obligation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I know that the scripture that says that God's word does not return void mm-hmm. is so evident in my life because I know my parents sending me to VBS and, and mm-hmm. doing all that stuff was so, um, I still remember those verses mm-hmm. to this day. And even being homeschooled, you know, my mom did a lot of that stuff. So I do think um that those things got in mm-hmm. but i wish i would have prioritized or realized the importance of a devotional time so i almost can't really speak to leslie up until really um i think just a few years ago and that really was when we moved from albuquerque to waco texas and that was kind of part of the catalyst that that moved us here was that lack of devotion time. Mm-hmm. You know, I just remember being like, okay, I'm a mom of three kids. I I love Jesus, but I feel like is this all there is mm-hmm. to missing. yeah, to relationship with him because I was like our church used to have these little devotion books you could get out in the foyer that was called Our Daily Bread. Yes. You know, <laughs> yeah, the I've little devotions. It. And, you know, you would get those and you would try to read it every day or like you'd start the Bible in a year in January yes. and I'd be completely off by January 6th, yeah. you know, or Leviticus. Yes. Stuck there, man. <laughs> yes. All the laws. Yes. And so I think, um, not until like a few years ago really was when that, you know, I cried out and was just like, okay, God, there has to be more to reading a mom devotional mm-hmm. for five minutes and, you know, trying to be a moral person and evangelize when, I have the chance and raise my kids to love Jesus, but I'm not even really doing it. So um, I think that has that has changed a lot, as well as you were mentioning with seasons, too. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and when we moved here and just the Lord really revealed himself, um, and I really truly believe that I understood the person of the Holy Spirit, um, that he is just as equal as Jesus and God, Mm -hmm. um, that my devotion time was completely transformed. Um, and that's, um, that's due in part a lot to a mentor that I have here and her just saying like, look, if you want that time with Jesus, like you can't, you know, give the excuses and do all this stuff. You get up, mm-hmm. you spend time, you get in his word. And, um, and so my devotion time um, has kind of been, is, has also had its seasons, but I feel like um, not as many ebbs and flows. I feel like I have more ebbs and flows now that I understand what my devotion time can be and technically should be, Mm -hmm. but I still kind of am like, you know, Oh, I'm really good about getting up. I'm not really good about getting up. I am. I'm not. So (laughs) we can, yeah, Yeah. we can talk more about that, but it just, um, yeah, I, I wish I would have realized the importance of not maybe even necessarily the importance of devotion time, but the benefits that it would bring and the intimacy that it could have brought. Cause I, I actually ask myself this a lot, especially with just what we have learned so much about the Lord in the last couple of years and just mm-hmm. the intimacy that God has, has brought um, for Josh and I, for, for me is like, I know like if I would have just pressed into God's word more, would he have revealed the Holy spirit to me sooner, even without mm-hmm. going to a church that wasn't yeah. that yeah. way. You know, so I just think about that a lot and just like, okay, I, I'm not saying shoulda, woulda, coulda, but yeah. anyway. And so. I love how I've heard you describe when you really felt that moment where the Lord spoke to you directly when you were at Antioch. Yeah. And you described it as what? You said like you were drinking out of a... Oh, yeah, uh, drinking out of a fire hose. Yeah. You know, it was just, yeah. And, th- and that, I think I really believe learning now as we have that baptism of the Holy Spirit truly happened then Mm -hmm. um, of just, you know, him coming upon me Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, for others sake. Um, And so it was, yeah, it was just like, I, I've desired this. Mm -hmm. I just remember bawling my eyes out because it was like, this is, this is that more I've been craving for. Um, And then I remember just that first morning getting up super early so excited opening yeah. the bible just being like okay god just mm-hmm. speak to me yeah and he did and yeah. it was like so simple so tiny but yet it was just the start of a, a wonderful devotion time so it was that true daily bread yeah it was it was <laughs> yeah. that daily bread so that's kind of our history both of our histories with our devotion and time both beautiful yes yeah yeah different and beautiful and obviously we're still oh yes you know, I, I, I mean, that's the process of sanctification. It's the process mm-hmm. of having intimacy with Jesus. This mm-hmm. side of heaven is just, it's always going to look. Never stop learning. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you're never going to stop learning. Reading a verse one day may bring revelation different the other day. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, that's kind of where we're at. So what do, let's ask a couple questions. Yeah. Just kind of open the floor. Yeah. Um. I like this one. How do you get out of ruts in your devotion time? Um, yeah, when I was writing some of these things down, it was like, I feel like it was like where I was at in the moment when I was <laughs> typing this. I'm like, I'm typing I'm in this because I need, I need, 
hear Mackenzie's answer. No. <laughs> so, um, so I truly would like to hear your extra, your answer on this actually is how, yeah. how do you get out of ruts? Whether I mean, that's maybe like reading or prayer. I don't know. Pray, just, yeah. I feel like for me personally, I get into ruts when I, when I get almost too into too much of a routine or mm -hmm. too much into my head mm -hmm. of like, I have to check the box off or I have to do this or I have to finish this plan or almost making it more methodical mm -hmm. instead of coming more relationally. Yes. I feel like that is where <laughs> the rut comes from. It's yes. not from him. It's from us. Yes, it is. And, and also I think this could be said too, because I don't want people to feel like, oh, it's just us and not him. I, I do think that sometimes the Lord takes us through certain seasons where maybe he's not speaking as heavily. Mm -hmm. And really, that's just to draw faith out of us yeah. for us to keep pursuing and to keep showing up. Mm -hmm. He doesn't do it to tease us. It's literally for our good. Yeah. And, and that is even how relationships between human and human is. Yes. Where you go through seasons where there's not, it's not like the honeymoon phase or whatever, you know. But um, I just think that it comes for me, the rut comes from when I get too much into methods and too much into my head. Yeah. Or if I come feeling condemned, which is also not from him. Yes. Where I'm thinking, I haven't shown up in two days and he's mad at me yes. or things like that. And just, I think it just takes a renewing of the mind. I think worship is a huge key in this mm. to come. I think worship is really powerful to just renew your mind and, and let the truth of the word wash over you mm -hmm. and just come, come repentant, but come expectant too mm -hmm. and come with hope knowing that he loves us deeply and he doesn't condemn us. And yeah, I think that's where it is for me personally. Yeah. Yeah. When you were saying um, about the, the relationship part or when he's not speaking as much, mm -hmm. you know, like when you were saying, when I come more with uh, lists, you know, or check mm -hmm. to check the Methods. box instead of relationally. Um, I just, I was thinking in my mind, like, you know, in those times where he doesn't speak very much, it's, it's, um, how can I put this? It's like, he knows what's best for us, right? Mm -hmm. He knows that at that moment, maybe we just need to sit and just be loved by him. Yeah. And just, just sit and be just in his presence yes. instead of, getting all these prophetic words for people or yeah. writing down these words of knowledge or, you know, or getting some, you know, crazy, you know, epiphany or whatever mm -hmm. that he wants to give. Um, and I think that's kind of sometimes where my ruts are yeah. is I have a, a mountaintop ish. Okay. We'll just mm -hmm. say that experience. And then I expect every single devotion time to be like that. This amazing and, revelation. Yes. yes. <laughs> or, you know, or, or I, maybe the Lord downloads, you know, a, a prophetic word for someone and then I share it with them after he releases me too. And I'm like, they cry or it hits the spot mm -hmm. or whatever you want to say. Mm -hmm. Okay. He uses it for his glory. Then I'm like, every day is going to be yeah. like that, yeah. you know? And I think what starts to happen is then if it doesn't, mm -hmm. I feel um, like I have this expectation and mm -hmm. then it's not met and not by him, but it's more like, me like the idea oh, just yeah the, just yeah. the idea of it and so I think with those ruts I um I just I have to kind of like reground or regroup mm -hmm. and a lot of times it does come through like 
talking to others and just being like, this is where I'm at or this is how I'm feeling um, with my quiet time or I just feel like God's not speaking or this, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I will say and commend you. I just see such a consistency in you. I'm always the one that's like, Mackenzie, I don't know about I'm that. in a rut, very kind. you know, and you're just like, oh, I wake up and sometimes I do this and sometimes I do that. And then, <laughs> and then it's like the Lord uses that to encourage me to be like, you can do that too. Mm-hmm. And then I'll do it the next morning and it'll just be so good. Yeah. And I'll leave my devotion time not feeling like, oh, like I wasn't a good Christian because I didn't do this, this and this. Yeah. It's like I just got to be with him. And that yeah. that to me is the purpose of it. I was listening to something the other day that was talking about like shifting our mind from like when we read God's word or, you know, when, when we're in his word, not just reading it to like pluck out the nugget of the day that we think is for us, mm. but for us to read it and be like, that's like, and, and completely churn it over and be like, I'm not going to read this to find out what it is saying about me mm-hmm. or what it could pertain to about me. Yeah. What is this saying about you, God? What mm. is this saying about your character that I can hold fast to and trust your character and trust your goodness? I love that. And that just was like almost freeing for me to hear that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, oh, yeah. That, that's right. That's yeah. why we should read the word of God, right? right? It should be about him. Yes. Yeah. It's not just to get our inspirational quote for the day. Uh-huh. You know, it truly is to know him deeper, mm-hmm. you know, and, and to know his character. Because then in that, then we trust when we feel like quotes, air quotes here, mm-hmm. that he's not speaking. We say, oh, no, no, no. That's not his character. Yes. Because look at this, 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 and this that I've read in scripture that is saying, no, he is mm-hmm. this, mm-hmm. you know, and he he isn't silent. Yes. You know, and he works all things together for good for those who love him and are called according to his purpose. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that just stuck out that that was a very freeing uh, revelation. <laughs> yeah. And I will say too, just to add one more thing to that, yeah. is that, um, I think sometimes too, cause I'm all about consistency and just getting up. Like I'm on a Bible reading plan right now. There's nothing wrong with Bible reading plans. Um, and I will say that sometimes I'll read and, you know, ask the Lord to speak to me in the morning and I may not really hear anything, but yeah. like you just had said in the beginning, his word does not return void. And yeah. there's been so many times where I've read a scripture and I thought, oh, okay. And just kind of tucked it away in my heart. Yes. And then maybe a week later or even that next day or whatever, that scripture comes up again and I'm experiencing it now. Yes. Where the Lord really brings that up and it's like, it doesn't return void. Mm -hmm. So just showing up and living, you know, Romans talks about present your bodies as living sacrifices. We, We lay ourselves on the altar every day and we come. And we receive what he has for us. Mm-hmm. And it may not be that day, maybe tomorrow. Yeah. And that's perfectly fine. Yeah. So. Well, and it reminds me too, just a, a quick story. My girls uh, attended VB, or not VBS, Awana. For, do you know what Awana is? I've heard of it, but yeah. I can't recall. It's, it's like um, a kind of like a vacation Bible school, yeah. but like every week. Oh, okay. And once a week type thing. And they learn a lot of Bible mem- memorization and mm-hmm. stuff. Anyway. um. They went to Awana like one week because mm-hmm. we just figured out it wasn't going to work for our schedule. Um, but the one week that they went, they had to memorize um, John 10, 27. Mm. And so we would help them and stuff like that. Well, that verse has now become our, yeah, it's become our, our family verse I love that. because all three girls memorized it. 
And we really like, so it's my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that has been such an anchoring verse for our family. And they went one time, you know? Yeah. So like you said, that word does not return void. Yes. The Lord's going to use it. Um, yeah. okay. So a couple other questions. Um, these were just quick ones, uh, that you can kind of give some insight to. What do you do? This is speaking more to moms in the mm-hmm. seasons. What do you do when your kids wake up and you're like, I got up, I had the coffee made, I'm cozy in my blanket. Oh, you it like, happens all the time. Oh my gosh, I put the Bible down and I swear just cracking it open is like an alarm clock to them. So what do you do when your kids wake up? So my alarm clock is not uh, the Bible cracking open. It's my first sip of coffee yes, every okay. time. Yes. <laughs> but gosh, you just let them join in. Yes. It's so good. I, there, trust me, there's been plenty of times where I was like, oh, you know, rolling my eyes when I hear the baby cry <laughs> or when I hear the little diaper swishing towards me. You're like, oh, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> um, but let them sit in your lap. It may be a shorter Devo. That's perfectly fine. Yes. You are sowing seeds mm-hmm. that these kids will remember. Yeah. They will remember sitting on your lap or, or their view being every morning that they wake up that, yeah. that mama set on the couch and read her Bible and heard from the Lord and prayed Yes, and then prayed for me or then read my Bible to me or read a verse to me or whatever. It's so powerful. Yeah. And yeah, just let them join in. I love that. Yeah. No, that's perfect. (laughs) Yep. I have have nothing else to say. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Okay. Here's one for you. What if you don't know where to read? Yeah. That I wrote that one because that's how I feel sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, what do I do if I don't know where to read? Well, um, I'm going through a, a small devotion book that I was given for Christmas. Oh, yeah. And every one she, she uh, lists a verse or something like that. And so mm-hmm. that's just kind of been my my tool right now. Um, and there's different seasons where maybe the pastor at church is going through something and I want to kind of follow up with those verses or learn a little bit more about them. Um, or uh, honestly, sometimes it's hands open. God, where do you want me to read? Yeah. And absolutely. he may bring a phrase to my mind of, of a verse. A lot of times when he brings verses to my mind, it's not like, you know, it comes up with the reference and, yeah, you know, sure. and I know the whole verse. Most of the time it's phrases that I'm getting my phone out. I'm Googling mm-hmm. it, finding where that's at. So a lot of times it's just opening my hands, waiting on him, saying, okay, God, where do you want me to read this mm-hmm. morning? Um, and sometimes it's just opening to random pages too. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like there's so many different things you can do. Absolutely. So. I totally agree with that. Um, uh, we kind of talked about format a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and we talked about, uh, well, let's talk about this one. What about guilt if you don't get it done? I know we touched on that a little bit. Yeah. But um, how does that, how does that sit with you if you don't get it done? Yeah, I struggle with that for sure. Mm-hmm. I think we can be really, depending on your personality, but typically people can be really hard on themselves. Yeah. And I just don't think that that is necessarily from the Lord. I, yeah. I, this is, we're not talking about a habitual, you know, every day of hope. Oh, oh, I didn't read my Bible again. And yes. it's been, you know, three weeks. Yes. Um, that, just sounds like the Lord needs to maybe work some self-control into you, which he can do. And he'll do that with grace and with love. Yeah. Um, But I just, I think that we are just too hard on ourselves sometimes. Yeah. And I think to where the guilt comes from for me is that I didn't get 
you know, this time, I, I tend to put, you know, devotion time or quiet time into a box where it's like, it's in the morning, it's with my coffee, it's with my journal, <laughs> and it's reading X amount of scriptures, yes. right? Yes. God is so much bigger than that. Yes. He wants to speak to us. And I've had to learn this as a mom, especially. And whether you're a mom or you're a working mom or you're a stay-at-home mom, we all are so busy. We yeah. live really busy lives as Americans. And I have just had to learn that God wants to speak to me when I'm washing dishes. He yes. wants to speak to me when I'm changing diapers. Yes. He wants to speak to me while I'm folding laundry. It's really about the posture of my heart. Yeah. And so often it, I used it as an on and off switch. Mm -hmm. And I would feel guilt like, oh, didn't get to do my Devo. So mm -hmm. let's go on. Let's turn the switch off and go on about my day. Yeah. But he wants that switch on all day long. Yeah. He wants to to hear from us and to speak to us all throughout our day. And yeah. so I feel like that kind of took a lot of the guilt away. Again, we're not talking about a habitual, I, I'm not reading my Bible. Yes. Um, this is just, I just truly feel like the enemy lies to us and says, oh, well, you didn't hear from the Lord. You missed it. Yeah. You know, you're a horrible Christian. Yes. So I just don't, I think that we need to replace that with the truth of who, who God really is yeah. and how he works. Yeah. And we, you know, we know that scripture, and I, I, I wanted to look it up here in a second, and, and maybe I can while you're speaking, but we know that scripture encourages doing it in the morning and, and letting that be our, you know, letting the Lord have our first and our best. Yes. First and, first. you know, there is such um, joy in that. I feel like it's like, you know, it's, it's the start to your morning, you know. Yeah. And it's, it's the start for your whole day. It sets the tone for the whole day. It sets mm -hmm. the atmosphere of your home. Um, I'm going to look that up while you, while you speak. But just I think that's an important thing to remember too. But I know that there's, you know, I can think of a couple of friends offhand that some people work nights mm -hmm. or, you know, we, I have a friend that works nights yeah. and, and she reads her Bible, you know, at different times of day because she sleeps during the day. So she'll right. read it, you know, and so it's like the Lord knows the heart you know, and so, um, but I, I do think there's such wisdom in doing it in the mornings, whether it's at, you know, 5am, 6am, or it's 9am, you know, yeah. whatever that looks like for you. Yeah. I think probably what you're talking about is we see that example when Jesus was on the earth, mm -hmm. we see that I'm probably going to quote it wrong, but basically that he, while it was still dark a long way before morning, yes, he would go away on a mountainside or he would go away into the wilderness and he would pray. And listen, if Jesus needed to get up in the morning and pray, we sure yes. need to as well. Yes. And I do agree with you that it, for me, it works well for me to do it in the morning because it just sets the tone for my whole day and sets, again, my heart posture yes. just towards him all throughout the day. Yes. So. Yeah, 100%. I, I, you, you did not butcher it at all. You were 100% there. Um, it's just talking about his uh, his time when he was preaching in Galilee. So mm -hmm. this is Mark one thirty five. It just says, very early in the morning, while it was still dark, he got up, went out, and made his way to a deserted place. And he was praying there. Mm -hmm. That's one verse of many that yes. we could pull. But just, you know, the, the part that is, like, uh, glaring at me right now is the very early in the morning <laughs> while it was still dark. But <laughs> And I have another one, too. Yeah. Yeah, go for uh, it. I believe it is. I'm going to see how quick I can get to it. Okay. Psalm 63. Um, it says, bear with me. This is one thing I love about Mackenzie, actually, is like whenever we're like 
so Mackenzie and I and our husbands, we lead a life group together with our church. And she, whenever we're praying over the women or whatever, it's just you can tell that you have truly hidden the Lord's word in your heart. Because it just, it's like oozes from you. Uh-huh. You know, it's you like. You haven't met my dad, though. Oh, well, but you can, see, you can see that he has, you know, that, that that was instilled by your parents in you. And it just, yeah, I love it. Because she's like, oh, that's, this reminds me of this verse. Or this reminds me of this verse. And it, it's encouraged me to, ha- to do more memorization. She even has her boys memorizing scripture. And I've done that sporadically with the girls. I need to yeah. make it more of a priority. Um, and so it's just, I love it. Her three-year-old comes in like quoting scripture and I love it. So read your verse in Psalms. I just wanted to admonish yeah. you with that. Thank you. Yeah. Um, just it's Psalm 63, one, most of us will know that, that, uh, God, you are my God earnestly. I will seek you. Another translation says, Oh God, you are my God early. I will seek mm-hmm. you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh longs for you in a dry and thirsty land where there is no water. Mm. And I just think too, another point to make that I've I've been thinking about this a lot in this season of life is just focusing on the fact that our true rest comes from the Lord our true rest comes from time with him I think we are all guilty of just going to so many other places for a counterfeit soul rest and I'm just really focusing on that that he is where my rest comes from it's not uh, a bath. It's not <laughs> time away from my kids. It is him. Mm-hmm. And I think we can get caught up in thinking, um, especially as moms, like even scrolling social media feels like a break and a, you know, a mind break sometimes from our children or whatever. Um, but it's from him. And I just love that, that my soul thirsts for you in a dry and weary land where there is no water. I love that. Yeah, I love that so much. Okay, so we've answered a lot of great questions, um, kind of about ruts and where to read. When kids interrupt. Yes. <laughs> so where, what would be our tips and tricks? What are some tips and tricks that, whether it's, you know, guides or whatever, what would you give as a trick or a tip? Yeah, I love some good practicals. Yes. I have some really good apps that have really transformed. Yes my devotion time Mm -hmm. where you know when if I read a a verse and I really want to dig deeper into okay what does this Hebrew word mean or what does this Greek word mean and I know that sounds really intimidating but there is an app called Blue Letter Bible yes so everybody go download it Mm -hmm. it is so wonderful I'm a words person so I really love kind of digging deep into okay this word in the Hebrew means this and then Mm -hmm. where else is it in scripture Mm because a lot of times we we can read scripture and then not really get the full meaning because the Hebrew language doesn't isn't always translated yeah. exactly, you know, into the English. So I really love that app. Okay. And there's commentaries, there's even sermons, like audio sermons. So I would highly, highly recommend that. So Blue Letter Bible. Yes. Okay. So that's a good app. I've downloaded it. I haven't investigated it as much, but that's a I'll good one. I'll show you. Yes. Um, okay. So I had um, a couple couple things that I was just thinking of that really have helped give me a starting point, a jumping off point. And mm-hmm. one of those was, it's called Discovery Bible Study, but it's basically just um, four questions you ask yourself anytime you're reading the Word of God. So what does this say about God? Mm-hmm. 
what does this say about me or people in general? Um, how can I obey? And who can I tell? Oh, and I so it. basically taking just those four questions and apply, applying them to anything that you're reading. I love that. Um, was like, I think really helped instead of just reading it and being like, okay, great. I read it. Cool. Yeah. Okay. So that's a good one. Um, one I also thought too about um, our church that we go to, Antioch, they have a great guide that they just have for free um, online. And we're going to link it in our link tree off of Instagram. Okay. But it's called um, Time with God. And it's basically like a 22 page devotion guide that gives you all different types of things. Like if you want to have more intimacy with God through worship, through mm-hmm. prayer, through his word, yeah. through all of those things. Um, and they give you different like acronyms and stuff like this. But they have this short one, this short kind of uh, breakdown of it um, and that I really liked on it. It's on the first couple pages, so I won't go through it now, but um, they really map it out. So that's on that link tree on Instagram. If you just go to our bio, you'll see a little link there. You can click that and then it'll just say, time with God devotion guide mm. and you can just click that go right to it it's literally printable you can just print off and have for your devotion time to give love you a it. little you know fresh perspective mm-hmm. <laughs> love that um what else anything any other tips and tricks you would have for that I mean I just think a good place to land maybe is just to keep it so simple mm-hmm. I think we overcomplicate it yeah these are all you know, bells and whistles and things, but it really is just so simple. Yeah. God is actually really simple. Yes. You know? In we so many ways. It. We do. We yeah. complicate it. And I think just coming with that childlike faith. Yeah. You know, and just come expectant mm-hmm. to hear him. Yeah. And that will do wonders yes. for your time with the Lord. And that's kind of why we titled this, you know, when quiet time isn't so quiet <laughs> isn't so because quiet. truly... Yeah. It's either our minds are really loud and our thoughts are loud. Uh, Our kids are loud sometimes. Our husbands may be loud. I love that. But also, Jesus is speaking to us. The Holy Spirit is speaking to us. Mm -hmm. And so quiet time really isn't very quiet. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love, love, love that. Yeah. Yeah. I threw in some uh, creative things. Okay. If you're Leslie... Then you need a fun journal. Yes. Colorful pins, stickers, and washi tape. <laughs> love it. That is me. I love um, it. But you, none of those are required. But have fun. It's, yes. Yeah. It's just a time to uh, mm-hmm. make it frou frou and if you want to. Yeah. And you know what? God is creative. He is. He is a creator. Yes. And so I love that about you. Yeah. I love that. That attribute of God is in you, you know, that's so cool. (laughs) Well, I just, I was just thinking, I feel like the Lord just wants us to pray over that woman. I'm going to ask you to do it because you have wonderful words and just pray over that, that woman that is stuck or in her own head or just needing a a fresh zeal in her spirit Mm -hmm. for just this season right now. Absolutely. So yeah, go for it. Father, I just thank you for this time of just conversation and encouragement. And just to, I just pray that whoever's listening, that whatever woman may be feeling stuck 
and her devotion time or feeling like she can't hear from you. Lord, I just pray that your word would come alive, that through your Holy Spirit and through that open heart, God, that your word would just be so real day in and day out to her. God, I just pray that she would hear your voice clearer than ever before. Mm. God, if there's maybe some external noises, like maybe social media or getting up a little bit earlier or staying up a little bit later, whatever it is, God, I just pray that you gently speak those things, those small pivots that may need to happen so that she can meet with you and that she can hear from you, Lord. God, I pray that if there's someone listening that maybe is feeling that guilt and condemnation, Lord, may they know that that's not from you, that your love is so deep for them and that you long to be with them and to meet with them. God, I just pray that, I, I just pray simplicity, Lord, over that heart and that mind that may just be crowded with thoughts and chaos about what it should look like or what it isn't and just coming before you with that childlike faith and crying, Abba, Father. Lord, you are a good father and you you love to be with us. And I just pray um, also for someone who may just not feel hungry for the word of God, that through your Holy Spirit, that hunger would begin to be stirred, that it would be like rivers of living water inside of them, and that they would hunger and thirst like the psalmist said, early I will seek you. In a dry and weary land where there is no water, God, no other thing can satisfy our souls but you, God, and may she know that well. God, I just thank you for this conversation. I thank you for Leslie. And I just pray you would bless each and every person that's listening. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. We love you guys. Love you. See you next time. Thank you for joining us on For Such a Time podcast. We pray that this conversation was uplifting and inspiring. If it was, be sure to subscribe and leave us a review. For your daily dose of encouragement and to stay up to date on our newest episodes, follow us on Instagram. Until next time, bye. bye.